Come, Holy Spirit, as we begin this sacred Triduum, we ask, Lord, that you would just allow these mysteries to penetrate, to penetrate our minds and hearts and souls that will be like that fertile soil that your word and these mysteries may bear great fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these scriptures and these mysteries for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Do you realize what I have done for you? Do you realize what I have done for you? This question that Jesus asked his disciples at the Last Supper. And the specific context was, do they realize what he has done and that he has just washed their feet? And there, there, there are many layers to this. But we could, the Lord can ask us this question every moment of our life. Do you realize what I have done for you. I think many times in our own hearts, the tendency more uh, more is like, Lord, like, why haven't you done this? Lord, why is this not better? How come, Lord, this is not fixed? How come I don't understand this or I don't know this or... I'm not where I want to be. And the Lord actually really enjoys when we say those things to him because we're sharing our heart. So we should not be afraid to be honest and to ask him and say, Lord, like, like why is this not the way I would desire? As a loving God, as a good father, the Lord longs for us to share those things with him. And so, so he wants to listen to us when we ask those things, but he also in that conversation, like after listening to us, he wants to pose us that question. Do you realize what I have done for you? Do you realize what I have done for you? Because what we're celebrating tonight in a particular way is the institution of the Holy Eucharist, the institution of the priesthood, here, here, at the Mass, this Mass of the Lord's Supper. And I think, do you realize what I have done for you? And Jesus, what, he, what he's going to say to them in a few moments, we heard in the second reading, and we hear at every single Mass, this is my body given up for you. crazy it's crazy I can I, I oftentimes imagine and not enough like what it would have been like to be at that at the last supper with the Lord and as they're celebrating the the Seder meal right they're celebrating the Passover that they, they would have realized like any good Jew would have realized like something's missing 
an essential part of the Passover is missing. Like, no lamb, no Passover. There's no lamb, there's no Passover. And they would have all been aware of this. And I wonder, who knows, right? St. John doesn't tell us everything. Matthew, Mark, Luke, they don't tell us everything that happened. I wonder if one of them asked Jesus, or certainly they were conversing among themselves, like, hey, where's the lamb? Did you forget it? Like, who was supposed to get the lamb? Not good. All right, don't say anything, maybe, right? Just play it off. And then we get to this part of the Passover, and Jesus says, this is my body given up for you. They know, right, what is the importance of the lamb? The lamb was, was sacrificed in their place, like deserving because of our sin. St. Paul tells us the wages of sin is death. And the lamb was the sacrificial lamb, that the lamb died in our place. The lamb shed its blood in the place of the Israelites. And then what, they, what did they do with that lamb, right? It was really important. They said, we read it in the first reading. You got to go from the all of Israel assembly together. You slaughter the lamb, and they would actually catch the blood in these gold and silver basins. And then that first Passover, what did they do? They spread it on the doorpost of their homes, across and down on the wood, their homes. And that the angel passed over, right? The angel passed over because he knew this house is protected. This house has been washed clean by the blood of the lamb. And so they were saved. So then Jesus gets to that part of the Last Supper, right, in the the cup of blessing, and he says, this is my blood of the new covenant. Again, like, hey, because the ritual of the Passover was, like, you, you did these prayers, you said these things. Jesus is going off script, man. It's not the script. Don't tell Moses. This is my blood of the new covenant. And, and, and I would imagine that like maybe one by one, maybe slowly, like things are starting to come together to them. They're like, okay, wait. So when Jesus told us like earlier, like you have to eat my body and drink my blood, and people were like, this guy's crazy. We're leaving. And people who were following him left when Jesus said, like, unless you eat the flesh and drink the blood of the Son of Man, you do not have life within you. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. Hopefully he's just speaking symbolically. And he's like, no, 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 no. My flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. And then those, some of those who followed him left and didn't follow him anymore. And then he turns to the twelve. And what does he ask them? So do you, too, want to leave? Again, I I love imagining the scene, like what's going on interiorly with the 12. St. John doesn't tell us how long of a pause was there. I imagine it was pretty long. And they were thinking, uh, yeah, I I was kind of thinking that I might leave. This is a little much for me. 
This might be a little much for me. In St. Peter's beautiful response, like what a human response of both like the reality of struggling with it, but also confidence and faith in the Lord. He says, Lord, where else are we going to go? To whom else shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. Confessing both his not understanding what Jesus was talking about, like, I don't get how we're going to have to eat your flesh and drink your blood, but what I do believe in, Lord, what I do believe in is you. And so if you are telling me this, that you are the way and the truth and the life, then I'm not going anywhere, even though I thought about it. I'm not going anywhere. And so this moment, this moment at the Last Supper, I wonder if the dots are being connected that like, oh, my goodness. And when Jesus is saying, do you realize, do you realize what I have done for you? That now, instead of taking the blood of the lamb and putting it on the doorpost of your physical home, that our bodies, which are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that our bodies, right, our true home in a sense here as with the Lord as we're journeying to our ultimate home in heaven, that that's where the blood is going to be poured forth upon our lips, into our very bodies, and into our souls. If you come to the Easter vigil, when the exalted is sung, you know, this beautiful, I mean, the theology of this prayer that is sung is so beautiful. It says, the blood of Jesus, right, it anoints the doorpost of believers. It anoints us. It washes us clean. Do you realize what I have done for you. And then Jesus, he's going around to wash their feet. And Peter, and Peter teaches us, be honest with the Lord. He's always just really honest. And people are like, oh, Peter puts his foot in his mouth. No, like, it's, it's a good lesson for us. Because when we're honest with the Lord, it's an authentic relationship. If we are, like, pretending, like, hiding things, like, oh, I don't want to tell the Lord that, it's like... You think he doesn't know what's going on in your brain? I always think that's funny. Like, tell something to the Lord that we've kind of been hiding for a while, and God's like, oh, wow. Wow, like, like I knew everything ever except that. I'm glad you told me. Change things now, right? You know? Anything else? You know? So, Peter teaches us, like, whatever is there, we just need to be honest with the Lord as, as we're struggling with it. He says, Lord, like, are, are you going to wash my feet? Are you going to wash my feet? And Peter tells him, Lord, like, you're never going to wash my feet. What's going on with Peter. In this moment, Peter is struggling in a real sense to accept the fullness of Christ's love for him in his sinfulness. Like as much as Peter many times, like he overstates, he overstates his virtue. Lord, I'm going to die with you. No worries. I know the other guys are wimps. I'm all in. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) Peter, nice. Not gonna happen, <laughs> at least not the way you think it's gonna happen. But 
But, he, but he's, he's struggling in this moment. Like, he knows his humanity. He's struggling in this moment to accept it. And, and I just, we can all relate to that. We can all relate to that. Like, hey, no, Lord, look, like, mm, no, 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 you're, you're not going to wash my feet. Like, not that part. You wash my hand. You wash my face. And just, just not my feet. Not that part. Jesus is inviting us as he's asking us this question, do you realize what I have done for you? Like, do you realize that I'm not afraid of your sin? I'm not afraid of the thousandth time, the 10,000th time you committed that sin. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of your brokenness. I'm not afraid of any of that. Like, let me wash you. Why? Because if I do not wash you, he says, you have no inheritance with me. And Peter's like, oh, well, in that case, let's take a shower, my man. Like, let's wash it all. You know, this is a beautiful thing. When he realizes, like, okay, like, I'm struggling with letting the Lord love me. I'm struggling with inviting him into that, that place of sin in my life. Like, I'm, like, I'm really struggling there. It's hard for me to, to be that vulnerable. But Jesus is like, hey, bro, no heaven. Oh, okay, come on. Wash. Like, I want to be in communion with you. And so that's when, when we're in that moment to realize, like, to the Lord, to inspire the Holy Spirit to come and to, to provoke within us this longing to be with him. Ultimately in heaven, but even here now in a deeper way. Like, unless I wash, like, unless you give me that space that you're holding on to, that you're hiding, like, you'll have no inheritance with me. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Jesus, I really want the inheritance with you, man. So let us pray tonight. Let's pray tonight. That the Holy Spirit inspires our hearts, informs our hearts, gives us greater knowledge around what the Lord has done. Not only this night, right? Like, we actually don't have a closing prayer tonight. There's not a closing blessing because this moves right into Friday and right into Saturday night. It's just one long liturgy. And that we realize the fullness of what the Lord has done for us and that this would move and transform our hearts. And then as we, in a moment, there's gonna be the washing of the feet, right? That we, we see that, as the Lord has loved me, do you realize what I've done for you? Then now do this for others. Like wash their feet in the real sense, in a tangible way. Like love them, love them, but have mercy on them. Have mercy on them practically. Like feed the poor, clothe the naked, all of those things. And have mercy on people with forgiveness and grace and welcome them into the kingdom of God. Because what has been given to us is meant to flow through us to others. Jesus died for us, and he gave us his body and blood in the Eucharist. I'm just asking the Lord myself, like, help me understand that. And then as we resist his love, we resist his mercy like Peter, that we would pray, Lord, just like, let me let you love me. Especially in those places, Lord, where it's hard for me. Like, let me 
let you wash my feet. The invitation tonight, these words of Jesus, do you realize what I have done for you? This is my body given up for you. This is my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.